the charity of the week. So I'm here with Jan Adams and uh, we've been finding out all about Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch this week as our charity of the week. I'm sitting in the shop in Peel and Jen, this is a, a magical little space, isn't it? And it's often a hive of activity with young people. Yes, it is. So we've actually had a really busy summer. We're seeing lots of visitors, um, local people and tourists. And it's really positive to hear people coming here saying they've come to Peel specifically to visit Manxwell and Dolphin Watch, which is brilliant. And we run lots of children's activities in the summer holidays to try and inspire young people about marine conservation. It must be so thrilling for them because, I mean, as a kid, the idea of there being dolphins, and especially now we have resident dolphins in the Isle of Man, I mean, that's an incredible thing for them to find out more about. It is. You know, everybody loves a dolphin. I think we can agree on that. Um, but especially children. And it really does inspire them as well. There's something, I think, identifiable about dolphins. You know, you can mm -hmm. kind of relate to them. And also, they're an incredibly important species to study because they're at the top of the food chain. So they are an indicator species as to the overall state of the marine environment. So if the dolphins are doing well, you'd hope the marine environment in which they live is doing well. And we have many more species. We'll come to that in a moment. But do you remember the first time you saw a dolphin from, off the Isle of Man? I remember the first time I saw, I saw a porpoise from the Isle of Man. Yeah. And it was actually the first ever land-based survey I did here in 2012. And I was at the calf, just looking um, from the east side of the calf, doing, doing a survey. We hadn't really seen much for about an hour or an hour and a half. And all of a sudden, this little porpoise popped up. And I remember thinking, wow, this is incredible. And I had this distinct train of thought where I was sat there with my binoculars looking at the porpoise and I thought, I can see myself doing this. And now, dolphins, porpoises, obviously we've got minke whales as well. But there was a humpback, wasn't there, spotted off the sound? Is that right? Yeah, actually, it was nearer to Peel. Oh, wow. So this was about a month ago now, and it was between Peel and the Arbor. And it was only half a mile off the coast. And it was actually a couple that live in Peel that saw this, this incredible humpback whale. And they took some photos and there was no denying it was a humpback whale. You know, it's completely obvious to see. And incredible that we had those pictures to show people that we're not joking about it either. <laughs> and it really was a humpback. But that was the first humpback we'd seen here in about six years. So they really are quite unusual in Manx waters. Oh, amazing. And you mentioned the photos. I mean, this must have changed things for you dramatically over the past years in that now everybody has their mobile phones and it's much safer to be able to take them out with you when you go out on the sea. And so you're getting some incredible content, aren't you, from people? Definitely. It definitely helps that everybody has their phone, you know, <laughs> glued to them all of the time, even when they're out on a kayak, you know, most mm -hmm. people were able to take it out with them. So... It's brilliant for us. We're able to get really amazing quality videos and also sometimes photographs, but usually the videos that the people send in. And it just allows us to relay that back to the public. And some of the videos we've had this year have just been incredible. I remember a pod of between two and 300 common dolphins. So despite their name, they're not actually particularly common as a species, at least they didn't used to be. But in the last three years, common dolphins have been making quite the comeback to the British Isles. Mm. And this pod of about 300 were about four miles off Peel, 
and you know these things so close to the coast in the Isle of Man is just incredible. And of course they're quite active, they're quite playful, aren't they? So quite often you see amazing displays of them leaping out of the water. They are, they're actually one of the fastest species of dolphin that exists, the common dolphins. So they can reach speeds of 37 miles per hour, which is just, you know, pretty epic to see them just cruising through the water and creating loads of disturbance. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of the key things to look out for from the coast. So all of our species here, you can see from the coast. You don't have to be on a boat. A lot of people don't realise that. And if it's a calm day, look out for patches of white water, so patches of disturbance, because mm -hmm. it might be that there's a pod of dolphins churning the surface of the water up. Also birds. So bird activity is one of the indicators, also from the coast as well. So especially the gannets. They have exceptional vision, so they fly around looking for um, dolphins, porpoises, whales, and they assume that they're feeding. So the birds will dive in to the surface of the water, um, and that's a really good kind of thing for us to watch out for. So yes, that's incredible. So we can, we can all potentially see these things. You don't have to have a boat, which is amazing. And then if we do see these things, you say that one of the things we can do is help you by reporting the sightings. How do we do that? Yes, yeah, so if it wasn't for members of the public reporting things, we wouldn't have hard, you know, hardly any data. We just have the, the odd time that it's calm enough for us to go out and do a survey, <laughs> which isn't as often as we'd like. So members of the public can report sightings um, by any means. It could be sending us a message on Facebook, phoning in a sighting, sending an email, but all of those sighting reports go on our website. So definitely the best way for us is if you go on the website and you fill out a reporter sighting form. You don't have to register, it doesn't take very long, but it allows us to gain all of the information or as much as possible. And we also have a live sightings feed using an app called Telegram Messenger. So some people might not have heard of Telegram. It's a bit like WhatsApp, it's just like an instant messaging service. If you download Telegram Messenger on your phone and you get in touch with us on email or Facebook, tell us your phone number, we will add you to this feed. And it's a really excellent tool for people to say, for example, you might be down in Peel, you've seen Moonlight and Starlight, and you message on Telegram, Moonlight and Starlight are in Peel now, send everyone in that feed gets a ping on their phone. So it helps people to go out and to actually see things in real life. And have been some incredible experiences people have had over the past. Certainly this summer, it just seems to be so busy with them and all of the other marine life. I mean, I, I, the particular video that comes to mind is one you posted from just about a week ago from August, this one day in August, it was beautifully sunny. And you seem to be sent video from all over the island of almost every potential species you could see. Yeah, it was just incredible. So that's actually really good, a good example of um, talking about how the wind affects your sightings. So it's been really windy, as we all know, for about seven or eight weeks now. But when you get a calm, flat, flat, calm day, the sightings come flooding in. And that happened last week on Wednesday. It was flat, calm, sightings of all of our five species of cetacean um, coming into play. So it's really good because it shows you that the animals are there, but it's just that we're not seeing them because it is windy rather than them actually just not being there. 
And Jen, it's a busy time of year. It is summer still, thankfully. Um, and lots of people are out and about on the water and in the water. And we have our resident dolphins, Moonlight and Starlight, which are, they're being seen so often now. And we can get quite close to them, or at least they get quite close to us, it seems, because they're quite confident around people. But that means we need to be a little bit wary, don't we? And there is a code of conduct that you've released to help with that. Yes, we have. So Moonlight and Starlight are unique in many ways. Um, but one is that even though they are a pair, they display behavioural traits of a solitary dolphin. Um, and solitary dolphins are usually very confident around humans. You know, they will come right up to swimmers, right up to people paddle boarding, um, and basically anyone who uses the water. And so we've put together this code of conduct, which is specific for anybody who comes across Moonlight and Starlight, because you must know what to do and what not to do if you are approached by these incredible dolphins. Um, so we highly recommend that anyone who comes across them does follow this code of conduct. So some examples could be that you are um, you're out in Peel Bay and you're on a kayak or a paddleboard and Moonlight and Starlight come to you. So what you would do is just calmly um, stop and watch them and see what they do. You can move your oars if you want. You can just sort of slowly cruise along. Um, but you don't want to go towards them. And you don't want to reach out your hand and, and try to stroke them because you might think, oh, they're lovely, you know, happy, smiley creatures. But at the end of the day, they're, they're a foreign creature to us and we are in their habitat and we have to give them their space. And they need to know they're not overcrowded, they're not being sort of pushed into the bay, and that we are respecting them. They do get quite close to swimmers too, don't they? They do get close to swimmers. So we, we don't want to encourage anyone to ever get in the water when you see the dolphins. But if you are in the water and the dolphins come to you, then don't reach out and touch them. Um, try not to actually swim actively alongside them. Just tread water, keep calm, stand up, you know, if, if you can, and let the dolphins do their thing and to swim around you and just respect them, I think, is the key. They're quite big animals, aren't they? And they're very strong. So do we need to be a little bit careful with that respect? You do, yeah. So the code of conduct is in place, not just for the dolphins, but actually for the people mm -hmm. as well. They are huge animals. So Moonlight is, um, she's around about four metres in length from beak to tail. If you measure that out, you'll get a shock. She's huge. Um, she could potentially weigh about 500 kilograms, which is around about the same as a motorbike. And even just an accidental sort of whip of the tail would really hurt you, mm -hmm. really, really would. So you must be careful that you don't scare them in any way. And, you know, even though Starlight's coming up to four, I can't believe she's gonna be wow. four soon, but she will be in September. Moonlight still will be very protective of her. So if she does think that anyone's a threat to Starlight, she might try and sort of get in the middle and or gently kind of push the humans away. Mm -hmm. Do you think, will they be sort of together forever now, the pair of them, or will there come a time when Starlight will, will go off and do her own thing? It's one of the most commonly asked questions. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so the answer is that we, we don't know. So mm -hmm. usually with bottlenose dolphins, they stay with their mum 
um, up till around about the age of six, sort of between three and six. But females are probably more inclined to stay with their mum for a bit longer. Mm. But in a usual dolphin situation, you'd have a big family of dolphins. Um, and the youngster will be free to go off and intermingle with other families and other pods. But obviously that isn't the case here, it's different. So what's kind of weird and we don't know what's going to happen is because Starlight, all she's ever known is her mum. She hasn't actually known to associate with any other dolphins. So does she even have the social skills that you would expect from other dolphins? Would she know how to communicate with a pod of other dolphins that come along? You know, what will she do? Will Moonlight perhaps one day have the, the strong urge to go home to Scotland and Starlight will just want to stay because she knows the Isle of Man and she feels safe here? We really don't know. It's like the, the endless question, but, you know, watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting in itself. So we've talked about Moonlight and Starlight and what to do around them, but we are seeing many more videos of people encountering the other species that we can see around the island. And you see whether it's dolphins, porpoises, I mean, even minke whales and bigger. You see them sort of very close to boats, very close to, to kayaks. Uh, what do you do if you encounter the other species? So there is also a general cetacean code of conduct in place. It's been in place for quite a few years now. And that shows you how what to do and what not to do with other dolphins so basically if you come across a pod of dolphins on a small motorboat you don't need to stop and turn your engine off you just need to go slower and you want to remain parallel to the pod of dolphins um, what you never want to do is actually turn the bow into the dolphins and go towards them mm. you don't want to chase them in any way it will disturb and it will upset them especially if there are calves involved and you must remain a distance of 100 meters unless of course the dolphins come to you and choose to ride on your bow you can't tell them to go away <laughs> that would be rude um, but just carry on on a slow and steady pace is the key um, and also in terms of things like jet skis and you know um, really strong um, speed boats then no irrational changes of course and changes of speed that's really what can affect the animals and just tell us where we can go to find these different code of conduct so again they are all on the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch website so on there you'll find a menu and it's about I think it's called watching cetaceans at sea and it should be on there and also on our Facebook page and if you need any help or advice as well then feel free to pop in to the Manx Whale and Dolphin Watch Centre and or give us a phone call and we're happy to talk through anything that you might want to know.